They're speakers, authors, and real-life rock stars, bringing you life-changing thoughts that rock. Taking conversation all the way to 11. Most shows only go to 10. Well, it's one louder, isn't it? These go to 11. To 11. This is Thoughts That Rock. Now, here are your hosts, Jim Knight and Grant Menzoir. Check it out. The club in the 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 I go. That's where you go. Meet my friend. talk slow. talk slow. You come over, start up at the conversation. you me, I give a chance. I'll take my hands. I don't know what And now I'm singing like, girl, you know I want your love. Yours handmade from poor brothers like me. Come on now, follow my lead. I may be crazy. <laughs> you should got to stop me at two cups of coffee. All right. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on TTR, as we say, Thoughts That Rock. It's your favorite podcast where we share pieces of life-changing advice squeezed into about 20 minutes. Yeah. Nobody calls it TTR, just so you know. No? No. Nobody. Oh. In fact, I only know of one person. Dang. Listen, we just want to remind people, if you like what you hear, don't keep it to yourself. You selfish pigs. We need you to give us a review. So would you please, please find where you're at and write something nice about us for a change. It can't just be our parents. That makes us look really weird. You really have had too much java today. (laughs) There's something wrong with you. Listen, TTR helps support Cannonball Kids Cancer and their fight for finding treatment options for kids who have run out of options. We know that they rock. We know that you will think they will rock if you would just go check them out, cannonballkidscancer.org. Yeah, don't be lazy. No. Listen, we know how busy you are. You got a lot of stuff going on. Just trying to take Mm -hmm. a moment to sort of amp up your life is super hard to come by. Yep. Which is why it doesn't really matter what you're doing right now. Mm -mm. You could actually be getting a chair massage at work. Oh, that feels good. You could be sipping on a latte at Starbucks. Maybe you're lazily day trading on the New York Stock Exchange. We're not really sure, and it doesn't really matter. We just want to be the 20 minutes that you've been looking forward to all week. So high. Let's rock. Let's rock. Our guest today is my good friend, Wendy Davidson, who is the president of Away From Home for Kellogg North America, and we'll probably need to talk about that title. She can give us a little bit more information, but first, right out of the gate, Wendy, welcome to Thoughts That Rock. Hey, thanks. Great to be here. We are the ones who are excited that you're here, and uh, Brian, I I know that you've looked at some of her bio stuff before we get started. You know, Wendy has over 25 years of global executive experience in branded packaged goods and retail, and you can't see me doing air quotes right now, but this food away from home industry. She spent several years at Tyson Foods and McDonald's and McCormick and Company, and you know, we're going to have her bio in the show notes, but uh, you know, Wendy has just been involved in several of Kellogg's committees around leadership and investment funds and philanthropic initiatives. I could go on about all that stuff, but I love the fact that everything that she's been involved with in her past has is, is just always had great accomplishment 
around innovation and turnaround and just been profitable. You know, the, the growth trajectory in her businesses has always been fantastic. And now she's leading a $1 billion business in growth channels and pretty much everything right from convenience stores and vending to food service business to business operations. And I'm talking about schools and restaurants and lodging and healthcare. And I think she's involved in, in e-commerce as well. Um, you know, just, just for us, an, an inspirational advocate for women in business and equality in just about every area that she touches. I'm just really proud to know Wendy. And probably the first question is just because I think people that are not in your world might not know the title of what president away from home is. What, what is that? I sort of touched a little bit on the introduction, but what basically is that title? Yeah, I'd, uh, I, I get that question a lot, actually. And, and the way I describe it to folks is if you stood outside of a grocery store and you did a 360 circle and looked at all the places outside that grocery store where you could possibly buy something to eat, that would be away from home. Hmm. Uh, so in the, you know, in the, in the sort of the day of your journey, it's whether you stop at a, at a convenience store or you go through a restaurant drive through or you're at a hospital or your kids are eating at school or one of your kids is eating on a college campus or you swing by an airport and you grab something at the airport, you get on the plane, you eat something on the plane. All of those are away from home locations. Great. Hmm. And, and so obviously, I mean, not just in your bio, but on your business card, but it, when you introduce yourself, do you, do you say I'm, I'm a president at, at Kellogg's or do you say I'm the president of away from home? Like, how do you, how do you say that? Well, I usually just say I run a business unit for the Kellogg company. Ah, there you go. Interesting enough, uh, Wendy, I am what I like to call the boss away from home. Um, <laughs> but but as soon as I get back home, you're not the boss of anybody. The roles are reversed. <laughs> so I, I I relish my title of boss away from home. You should totally put that I'm on your business card. I'm the boss of my life. Yes, honey. <laughs> well, I always tell people I want it where. You know, my dream would be if your stomach starts to rumble anywhere you're at, if you just reach out about 18 inches, one of our products should be right there within arm's reach. Nice. Then we will have reached full penetration if we have all of our brands within arm's reach anywhere you could possibly be. I love that. I love that. So good. All right. I now know what away from home is. That's fantastic. <laughs> So, Wendy, you know, I think if you've listened to some of our episodes and, and you had mentioned that you had, you know, the the traditional interview style that a lot of podcasts will do, they'll go deep into interviewing, you know, your entire background. And uh, we definitely want to talk about some of that stuff, particularly I know, you know, you're the past chair of the Women's Food Service Forum, and I could talk about all of your awesome philanthropic initiatives. But we do want to get right to the heart of your piece of advice. So, we're going to leave the floor open to you. What is your thought that rocks? Thoughts that rock, number one. Oh, I appreciate it. Well, I will tell you, my thought that rocks is to not be afraid to color outside the lines. And, hmm. and by that, I mean anything in your job, your life, your experiences, because when you stretch outside of predetermined boundaries, you make yourself uncomfortable and that's where growth really takes place. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I think it's, I think there's so much wrapped up in people being afraid to, you know, we like structure 
right? <laughs> As people, we like structure. And when we are, are looking at going outside that structure is when all of the nerves come because we don't know what's going to happen, right? So <laughs> the minute we color outside those lines, um, the perfectionist in me wants to throw away the paper and, <laughs> and ask for another one so that I don't actually find myself going outside the lines. But it's, it's oftentimes when we, when we cross that threshold that we find the really good stuff, right? That's exactly it. And, and it's not just where personal growth takes place, but it's even where your business, uh, this willingness to take your business someplace where it hasn't gone before to disrupt yourselves before you get disrupted by others. It forces you to really think differently. Mm -hmm. And especially for your teams, I think people need that newness and they need to feel like they didn't just join an organization to keep it on the tracks, but they had a chance to shape the future of the organization uh, to really leave their own legacy, however long they're at an organization. Well, and you've talked about this before, that it's not just in the work, you know, your, your work life, you know, th this could apply into your life, whatever experiences that you've gone through. But I know in your world, you had talked about in your past that, you know, you had a job that was eliminated and, and you had a non-compete, right? And so that, that sort of put you in a little bit of a tailspin and you had to think differently about, you know, coloring again outside of the lines, right? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it's a, uh, we refer to that period of time, my family does, as my involuntary sabbatical. <laughs> uh, but I, um, I had worked at the same company for a very long time and had spent 90% of my time focused on work. Uh, and I think I was probably like most people, you pour yourself into it and you have this long list of someday I will, when I have more time I will, or in my mind, those were things that you do, you know, once you get farther along in your career, things like investing in your community or spending time outside of, of your job. So when I my job was eliminated, I also had an, an 18 month non-compete. And because of the businesses I had run, I really couldn't work in the food industry. And what to do to make someone crazy who's type A it, that has spent that much time at work is to tell them, well, you're not going to be able to work for mm. a period of time. Mm. So actually my husband Thor uh, bought me a journal uh, and he said, here's the deal. You're a list maker. You have got to have something to focus on. So I want you to make a list of everything that you wish you'd made time for in the last 17 years that will give you some things to think to do over this period of time. And about a week into it, I said, you know, this was really cathartic. I have this great long list of things to think about. And he said, no, you have a to-do list. Mm -hmm. And I want you to do as many of those as you can. And I will do as many of them with you as I can over this 18 months. Oh, this cool. is a gift. You know, this is your this is your time to figure out who you are, what you want to do next. And so I had this crazy list I and mean, some big things like, run my first marathon, skydiving, cook the Barefoot Contessa cookbooks, you know, cover to cover, <laughs> uh, take a photography course, and then little things like clean out the closets, finally unpack some boxes, pick, you know, finish the kids' baby books, all that kind of stuff. And I literally spent the 18 months checking those things off but through that experience, some of them made me really uncomfortable mm -hmm. because they were areas I'd, I'd really never strayed into. I, I was not a runner um, unless I was being chased by someone with, you know, a loaded weapon. But I, I didn't I didn't want to sweat on purpose. I mean, why would someone sweat on purpose? And 
I, uh, I'm a 35 year cancer survivor. Mm. So, um, one of the things that I did during that year and a half was to invest in local organizations, um, my time and talents, you know, into those organizations. So one of those was the Susan G. Coleman board. Mm-hmm. And I was at my first board meeting and, you know, everybody goes around and they're introducing themselves. It was about halfway around the table. I realized, oh my gosh, they're going to get to me and I have to give my name and my title and I only have a name. So we start to go around the table. It gets to me. And I said, well, I'm, I'm Wendy Davidson. And I sort of paused and I said, of the Davidsons, because, you know, I had, <laughs> I had nothing. Oh, yes. And, uh, and everybody sort of chuckled and, you know, we finished and, and I left that meeting and I thought, well, I, I don't really have anything to give other than me. Yeah. And I had a good friend in the industry. You probably knew Fritz A. Woods mm-hmm. at WFF. And I called her and I said, um, what, what do I have to give to this organization? Look at the, all the people around this table. And she said, you know what? Maybe that's the lesson for you during this is that you you have value beyond your title and your company. And now you get to stretch. You get to color outside the lines and find where your passions meet your purpose and you have the ability to give back. Well, you can't be on the Susan G. Komen board and not run in the race for the cure. Mm-hmm. And as a non-runner, um, I had to figure out how to make it through this 5K without dying uh, <laughs> or you know, completely humiliating myself. Uh, and I ended up falling in love with running. Wow. And, and it was probably one of the best lessons during that year was that um, – the, the, that first day was so uncomfortable, but then the next day it got a little bit easier and it got a little bit easier. And I realized nobody wakes up and says, I'm going to run 26.2 miles. I mean, they could, they're crazy people and I really don't want them to be around me, but, but you could do that. But if you do a little bit every day to stretch yourself just a little bit further, a little farther outside the lines, you build up experience and confidence and the muscle to take on things that you would have otherwise not thought possible. Yeah. And for me during that year and a half, that's, that's what I did that whole year was push myself to limits of um, fear and discomfort and muscle pain. And, um, and it, it helped me figure out who I am. It's one of those things where, you know, you took that, that thing that happened to you and looked at it as an opportunity, you and your husband said, listen, we're going to create this, this sabbatical bucket list and, uh, and not just have it as something that you'd eventually like to do. You just looked at it as a real gift, like you said, and Brian, I know you talk about, you know, being uncomfortable and, and being vulnerable. I think Brene Brown, you know, has made a living off of this, you know, that's scary. It's really, really scary, but you know, it's extremely healthy to be able to either add on or peel off another layer to help identify and, and discover who you are, right? I mean, I'm, in my head, I'm, I'm thinking of Shrek, you know, you know, ogres are like onions, you know, it's, it's one of those <laughs> things where it's, you got to look at it as being a really great, it wasn't really a good ogre. No, that was not good. <laughs> what do you mean? Like the stinky? Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I think that this has helped define who you are. You were probably already, you know, for instance, in your, in, in a lot of the things you were doing philanthropic, but it really solidifies it and now not just being a survivor but being involved in different organizations and even now doing what you do at Kellogg I know this you know like the color packaging that you did this last year I think just really resonated with with a lot of people and 
you know, I just think, you know, this, this is another person who I admire brand. I'm talking about Wendy, who's just really looked at this opportunity and said, I'm, I'm going to make something of this. And, um, you know, she was able to get through the entire barefoot Contessa cookbook. You can only do a couple of those recipes. <laughs> yes. Well, I, you know, I, a couple of things. First off, Wendy, I think during that meeting, you could have also said, I'm Wendy Davidson and my husband's name is Thor, which and, is and dropped the microphone and walked, and out, walked out of the room. I mean, what else? What yes. else possible? Who could trump that? I mean, that is ridiculous. But the, the second part I would say is I, I love the fact that that your husband told you that you've really been given a gift and that, and that's what it was. And, mm-hmm. and this is, you know, I spend my life now, uh, on stages talking to people about connecting with their core values and, 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 you know, activating those core values to choose your purpose so that you can live out your mission. And, and you were given the time to do some of that, to connect with those deep rooted things that, that were that sort of opportunity for personal growth that most of us, even if we had the time, wouldn't do. Um, and that's that's the frustrating thing that I that I have found is that even when we're given the time to do these things, it's scary. And and the conversations that we have to have with ourselves and that that sort of bone crushingly honest conversation that comes with connecting with those parts of you that that are vulnerable and unsettled and uncertain about what what you truly want out of life. Um, you were able to dig in and have that opportunity not just to do it, but to do it. Um, with your husband for a lot of that as well. And, and to be able to find those things that no matter what your next adventure was going to be, no matter where you sort of came out on the other side of this and plugged back in, uh, the lessons that you will have learned from that, uh, involuntary sabbatical, my guess is as powerful as anything you've ever experienced in your professional life up to that point. Oh, absolutely. You know, at the, at the start of that year, I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, this is the worst thing to ever happen. And I don't know what I'm going to do next. And at the end of that year and since, I've said that was the absolute best year of my life mm-hmm. because I feel like it it actually jump started um, a lot of things for me. Yeah. Uh, the, this, the, the belief I have now isn't that there are times in your life that you have to give to work, to give to family, to give to community, that a, a truly fulfilled person, you do all of those things at the same time. Yeah. And I am a better mom. I'm a better wife, a better friend, and a better better leader of a business when I'm engaged in community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a better community or engaged person in my community when I have all those other things as well because they fill my cup. And they challenge my thinking and they make me look at the world a little bit different. But it also has forced me to think differently about the places where I'm willing to invest my time um, and the types of work environments not only I want to be a part of, but I want to create. One of the things I love about Kellogg's and that uh, really drew me to the company was that the company has has had a belief in diversity and inclusion for decades mm-hmm. um, and really never talked about it because it was just the core part of what we call our heart and soul. This is just what we do. We build people, we build teams, we build brands, we build business. And for me to be at the company, I'm finally able to every day support the things that really matter to me. And there's no difference between my day life and my night life. 
um, although that's kind of an odd way to say that, um, but mm-hmm. who I am on the weekends versus who I am Monday through Friday. Well, and and what happens when you do that is you're attracting not only just people that are in love with the product, but you're attracting people that have a different mindset as to where they want to spend their money because that lifestyle, that value orientation matches up to mine. And it's attract people that are believers in helping out the community. You know, I just know that you had this epic birthday with some close friends and previous guests of ours, Amanda Height and Steph Grant, who are just salt of the earth people. But now you put those superpowers together and, you know, yeah, there's going to be some hilarity. There's some laughter involved, but I know when you guys get together, you're also talking about how can you make the world, your community, whatever it is in your communities are large. It's, you know, you affect a lot of people that that's pretty inspiring and motivating. And, uh, I, I just think the work that you do and you can see it, I mean, you can actually physically see it in the work that Kellogg's does. That's a direct result of the work that you're personally doing. Love that. Yeah, I'm. I'm really proud of the things the company does to, uh, in to connect with um, our global communities, to connect our team with their local environments, but also to connect our brands with purpose. If in October, we actually uh, last year we did this, and then we re-implemented it this year as well. We put out an all-together cereal that had multiple types of cereal and all of our mascots mm-hmm. on the outside of the box, and it's a purple printed box only for sale for a limited time. And we donate the funds from that to Glad. So um, it's a and, and for us, it wasn't just a connection of our brands to our purpose, but also our employee resource groups. We have a really active K Pride and Allies group, and this was a way for us to listen to their voice about what does it mean to be at a company that doesn't just make them feel comfortable, but also engages the consumer and provides advocacy and support in the marketplace. Love it. Of of course, just before we got on the show, since we were talking about this birthday party, as a side note, you got to tell them where uh, where these guys took you, because <laughs> I've never heard of this. But uh, I, I have a feeling that when we put this link in the show notes, people are going to be checking it out. <laughs> so uh, this will show you the wonderful friends I have. It's my fiftieth <laughs> birthday, and so they decided to surprise me in the in downtown Chicago and take me to a whole variety of places. They took me to a local arcade where we played all the vintage games that Fun. I grew up with, Pac-Man and yeah. Frogger and Super Mario, um, which, you know, I will say I still remembered all of the <laughs> Pac-Man routines. So that worked out very well. But they took me to a rage room um, <laughs> and and actually suited me up in leather with gloves and a helmet, gave me a crowbar and a baseball bat and filled <clears throat> this room, which is actually a concrete uh, cage and then uh, and they allow you to just spend 30 minutes uh, smashing computers and TVs and throwing plates and vases at the wall but the best part was you get to choose your music and uh, and I had a variety of friends say it says a lot about you Wendy when your rage music is Broadway show tunes yes especially ABBA <laughs> so apparently I have joyful rage um, that joyful is melodic rage. so Brant, what would your rage music be? <laughs> My rage is mostly caused by ABBA music, but um, I was going to say the closest I've had is uh, I liked, uh, and I think, you know, maybe we could have our local grocery stores start including rage aisles. Yes. So for me, I experience rage when I go to buy 
my favorite Pop-Tarts, which are brown sugar and cinnamon, of course, that mm-hmm. you could get rid of the rest of them and yes. leave that for me. That's fine. But when I go to pick them up and they are not in stock, that is where I want to strangle ABBA uh, live and in person because I want my brown sugar and cinnamon Pop-Tarts. Yes. And that's how it works. So, I, you know, a, a rage room for me, uh, I, I think I'd actually enjoy that, to be honest with you. Um I, I know they're becoming increasingly popular. Yeah, right? Say. Yeah. It's quite an experience. I wonder if they have a rage room in Central Florida. We could create one right here. <laughs> Let's don't. <laughs> Let's break everything in your office. <laughs> well, it was right. sort of the ultimate coloring outside the lines. I right? Them, you know, when I, when I say I want to make myself uncomfortable for growth, I guess you guys have really found, a, found an opportunity to, to do that. Um, and it was kind of interesting that I spoke with a group very shortly after my sabbatical year, uh, and there were a variety of women in the room, and they said, "Well, this is a great idea for someone who gets paid uh, for paid for a year to not work." And I said, "Okay, I, I hear you. However, every person has the opportunity to do sort of a sabbatical every weekend, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, or uh, during your vacation time each year." It isn't a matter of how much time you have. It's what you do with the time you do have. Yes. So since then, actually, my family does a lot of the lessons learned during that sabbatical year. We now pepper throughout the year. I took each of my kids on a mom and me only vacation that year. We still do that each year so that I have a chance to spend just alone time with each of them. This year for my 50th, I actually made a list of my 50 by 50. And they, it was a list of 50 things I wanted to do to stretch myself before I turned 50, hmm. either places I'd never been, things I'd never done, experiences I hadn't taken on. Uh, and it was, a again, a way for me to sort of relive some of the sabbatical. You'll love this. It was also a series of concerts that hmm. I'd never been to. My brother plays in an 80s rock band. And so nice. our love musical it. tastes are a bit different. So we actually uh, have gone on a series of concert tours together this year, my tastes and his tastes, uh, to be able to uh, really build experiences together. It's been uh, it's been outstanding. So I think there's a way to do uh, sabbatical in the moment, uh, even if you don't have a, a forced sabbatical. I have to know, what are the 80s bands that he took you on yes. for the concerts? Because we're about to judge your brother uh, live here on, on the air. What were the concerts that he wanted you to experience? So we went to Kiss. Okay. Um, which was excellent. Uh, we went to see Queen with Adam Lambert, which okay. was amazing. Um then my choices, we went to ABBA. You're the losing tribute, me. <laughs> the <tribute laughs> Sorry. Uh, You're speaking we none of our Carrie language, Underwood. but keep going. <laughs> Carrie Underwood. Nice. Carrie Underwood. Uh, and we saw uh, Melissa Etheridge and George Thorogood. Okay, I'm down with uh, that. So uh, and those are the only ones we've seen so far. Well, Okay. That's, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Fifty percent. Well, yes. <laughs> I almost walked off the set. But she's okay. She brought it back with Melissa Etheridge. I'm I'm down with well, that. There you go. There Come you to go. my window, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. That is awesome. Well, well, that's probably going to fit in well with, uh, I, I think, our thought as well. We've got a nice corresponding one. And, and Brant, I know this was a, a big one for you, this Les Brown quote. What, yeah. what is our thought that rocks? Thoughts that rock number two. 
Yeah, so our thought uh, that rocks this week comes from uh, just Hall of Fame speaker, Les Brown, uh, an amazing man uh, who's been doing this for almost as long as I've been alive. Uh, and his, his thought was this, the only limits to the possibilities in your life tomorrow are the buts you use today. And when I read this and started to think through this idea of coloring outside the lines, and, well, and her 50 before 50. Uh, that's true, right? It, it becomes this scenario, I think, where when we are given an opportunity to go outside the lines, we immediately start looking for the butts, right? <laughs> well, that would be fine, but I'm not sure that that's for me. Or, mm -hmm. yeah, that sounds like it might be fun, but I'm not really prepared for that. Or I don't really uh, think that would work for what I'm looking for. And so you know, this idea of being willing to color outside the lines and work through those butts that we all want to use on a daily basis to sort of keep ourselves safe and in our comfortable area. Um, I think you have to start to work through those things and really look for opportunities outside the lines, which I don't know that that we all do that. I think that when we are comfortable where we are, we like to stay where we are and we like to experience in our nice little rage room, um, <laughs> whatever's available to us. But the minute we go outside of that and you're in an environment that is uncomfortable to you, I mean, this is really what you what you've done, right? I mean, from the skydiving to the, uh, all these different things that are really pushing you outside of your lines, you had to work through some of those butts, I would imagine. Right, Wendy? Yeah, there's, you know, those are the voices that play in your head. It's the, it's that loop that tells you, you can't, or even in business, well, we've tried that before, we won't do that. But here's all the reasons why that won't work. All of those are just reasons to not take risk. Yeah. And, and, but what, and, and true, if you take the risk, it may not end up turning out, the results may not be what you expected them to be. But they could actually lead you to what would be the big idea that would lead to success mm -hmm, because yeah. you know, I'm a big believer in failing forward and that from those failures comes learning that then informs what you might do and try next. You know, I didn't know if I could run a 5K. I, did, I didn't know if I'd be able to make the distance or, yeah. uh, or if I'd be in so much pain, it, I wouldn't survive. But from that, I convinced myself not only was 5K doable, but you know what? I could try a half marathon. Mm. And I ended up injuring myself on mile 11 of a half marathon. Oops. I tore my quad muscle. Oh. But I was training for a full marathon. When I hurt myself, I still finished the half. But I said, okay, how long do I have to be out? And then I'm going to start running again. Uh, but then I also knew the kind of training I needed to do to not overtrain that would cause injury. So I failed forward to learn what was necessary for me to get to the next stretch goal. I think that's true in for us in launching products, for communicating to customers in digital, for building teams. Sometimes you put people in the wrong roles and they're not successful. It doesn't mean that they're not a great team, mem team member, but I may have placed them wrong. Mm -hmm. But I have to actually engage in the conversation to find where is your sweet spot so I can help you align your passions with purpose with where the business's performance needs to go and give you the opportunity to be successful. Sometimes the opportunity to be successful, as was the case for me, is leaving the organization and going yeah. on to something else. Sometimes it's just moving into another function, 
moving into another team, trying something different. Sometimes it's taking a step back. It's funny because when I'm listening to you, I feel like, you know, from, from a professional standpoint, you know, anything that I've ever done from a career standpoint, I've always been pretty focused. I feel like, you know, I'm purposeful in what I'm doing. I feel like I'm you know really successful in the things that I've wanted to do. But then personally, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the quote right here, Brent, when we talk about this and say, you know, I'm, I've been in the yeah, but era for probably a decade. And, you know, this is probably not as grandiose, but I think about weight loss, you know, for me, you know, I've always wanted to lose a good 10, 15 pounds ever since I got out of working in the restaurant industry. You know, what happens when you sit down at an office, you really have to be focused on eating less and and working out. And I just, I've never really done either of those well. So, and, and Brant knows, you know, I bought this, um, it's the uh, Bowflex Max. I, I bought this big, huge machine. I bought it about four months ago, and, and Brand actually went with me because it couldn't be disassembled. It was already together, so we literally rented a U-Haul to go get this machine to bring it to my house. That's, I, but I was committed. I was all passionate, you know, and I was all about. I'm looking at the quote going, "There's, you know, the only limit to the possibility in my life, you know, tomorrow is the yeah buts, and I want to get past that." So. I buy this thing. I stick it in the middle of my living room. I've had it for four months. It's designed to be a 14-minute workout. Yes, I it is. I picked the machine yes. that would do the least amount of time in my life, right? Yes. I've probably used it seven or eight times. Yes. It, I mean, I hang laundry on the thing at this point. He's going to hang balls off of it, and it's the Christmas it's tree. It's my Christmas yes. tree this year. <laughs> it's the truth. You know, And I've always had an excuse. You know, It's either I was up too late, or I needed to sleep in, or you know, I, I, I was at town. a party this weekend. I travel for a living, blah. Blah, 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 blah. You know, oh, today's my cheat day. I've used so many yeah, but excuses. And every once in a while, what I need to do is just remember what that felt like just before I bought the thing. I'm like, this is it. We're going to go and get this thing. I spent a lot of money. We've taken the time to do this thing. And, you know, I need I need that the, the journey song in the back of my mind, you know, holding on to that feeling. Don't stop believing. <laughs> like, I need somebody to be echoing these words so I can get back into it. But, you know, it's... It, when I go back to your thought and say, listen, don't be afraid to color outside the lines. I felt like this was my opportunity. Now I shouldn't have any excuses yet. I've, I've discovered there's a, a lot of the yeah, buts in my life, but um, yeah, I mean, you, you control your own destiny. Your life is not dictated to you. You get to decide and, and choose exactly how you want to live. Oh, I think too, that this, the idea, when, when we say, don't be afraid to color out the line, uh, color outside the lines. I think some of us, make the lines the extremes right Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and in reality uh jim you coloring outside the lines with weight loss might be getting up 30 minutes earlier than your your normally would i'm just saying that that goes outside of your normal lines that you live your life by if you get up every day at six o'clock in the morning and this is what it's going to be which i know is not true but let's for the sake of argument make people think you get up and work hypothetically six (laughs) o'clock in the morning is when you normally get up if you just said i'm going to color outside the lines and get up at 5 30 yeah because that's what you're doing whether you realize it or not that's what you're doing you're going outside the lines but maybe the the secret here is to not pretend that it's some revelation i'm going to go outside the lines and create some innovative craziness it's just i'm going to go outside that line of comfortability for me mm-hmm. 
uh, by 30 minutes and see if I can't squeeze in a 14-minute workout, Jim. I feel very uncomfortable yeah, right I'm now. just saying. Is this an intervention? It is an intervention. We're going to take all of those <laughs> coats you have hanging off of the Bowflex Max downstairs, and you're actually going to get on it and use ABBA. it. ABBA. My safe word is ABBA. <laughs> I was going to say, well, it sounds like maybe actually part of the workout, you could add five minutes of just removing the clothing from See? the actual machine. Wendy has the So she technically, has the it's a 19-minute workout. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or I could torture you and say, if you don't do this for 14 minutes, I'm going to play 14 minutes of ABBA for of you ABBA. that I have is... to listen to. All right. So it's either you. risk I reward. Like I like it. Punishment. But you know what? It, and if you want, you can actually just speakerphone me in and I'll sing along. <laughs> Perfect. And just so you know, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. That's, so that's, that yes. will actually Again, be double torture. That is it. Excellent. You'll be calling from a rage room. That's right. <laughs> Well, I know you have a lot of things that are going on. I don't know if there's anything that you could share for our next project, uh, Wendy, with uh, with Kellogg and some of the work that you do. Is there something that, uh, you know, especially if as we, we get into the the new year, what are some things that uh, we, we could put some eyeballs on the company? Well, I'll tell you, there's uh, two things we are super excited about. Uh, one we uh, we actually announced at Barclays in September is the launch of our new brand of plant-based proteins, Incognito, which might mm. be the coolest name ever. Yeah. Uh, we actually did a one-day uh, store takeover with Pizza Hut. They actually rewrapped the store in green uh, and launched the Incognito Pizza in their new uh, recyclable pizza box. It's actually a round pizza box. Um, so really uh, cool technology and packaging, really great technology and food. Uh, but amazing. all of the Incognito products begin launching in the first part of next year, both retail and in food service, food away from home. Uh, really exciting. And we are actually launching our Menuvations Center here in Chicago. We have a partnership with The Hatchery, which is an incubator in downtown Chicago. We will actually have a developmental test kitchen for our culinary team here in Chicago. And the Menuvation Center is where we'll do customer co-creation for the restaurant space. How fun. But also launching our Menuvations process, which is the process of taking what we know around consumer insights and product uh, development and product insights all the way through communications and activation with our customers will all be done uh, through the team here in uh, in the Chicago region. So and is that open to the public? People can go to that? Um, you know, we probably will bring some media through um, and we'll bring customers through, obviously, mm -hmm. but it wouldn't be something that uh, uh, that we would just have regular you know, consumers off the street, probably. Um, but certainly we would welcome you all. We can do a Thoughts That Rock right there from the Minubation Center. I love that. That idea. would be fun. Put a, With put great a, food, but we will make you actually work out after you eat it because I don't want to be an enabler. <laughs> wow. Well, then we're going to bring our own music. Just a can, just so you know. <laughs> just a can of Pringles is all it's going to take to get us there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. Uh, and and where, um, Wendy, I mean, obviously we could send people to uh, KelloggCompany.com. You know, that, that seems to be a, a good place for the, the broad company. But if you wanted people to be in touch with you or if you want to make yourself available, where, where would you like for us to put some information in the show notes? You know what? They, uh, I'm uh, active on Twitter, so they can go to uh, my Twitter 
Um, I'm always active on LinkedIn and certainly love to, I mentor lots of people and love to connect with people. So that's there. And then uh, obviously our company websites access to there. That's great. Well, this has been fun. I mean, you are such a, like I said, a great inspiration to a lot of people. And, uh, you know, we have some good circle of friends that uh, we've sort of all hung out together. And I remember, I think I probably met you personally for the first time at, a, at an awesome wedding at Amanda and Julie's wedding, I think a year and a half ago. Um, but just really from a distance, I've just really admired a lot of things that you're working on and you're perfectly aligned to be working with that brand, but we cannot thank you enough for just spending a little bit of time here. I know, you know, we were supposed to get one nugget of wisdom from you and you gave us a lot. I don't think she knows the, I don't think she knows the rules brand. She gave us too much wisdom today. Well, I don't want to make her mad because then she'll just end up in another rage room. So yes. we're going to, well, but it will be joyful rage. That's right. Joyful, joyful rage, rage is the, the name of our, of our new band. band. That's right. <laughs> joyful that rage. Works, of course. Right. <laughs> yeah, she did it. She's hit the, the band name bingo. There today. it is. Nice. Well, you are fantastic. Thank you so much. We look forward to keeping an eye on you and uh, we'll send as many people uh, to, to Kellogg as possible. Oh, that's great. Well, and I really appreciate this. I, I too have admired you from afar for a long time, Jim. And so it's a, it's an honor to be able to chat with you this morning. Thank you. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks. Rock on, Wendy. Bye-bye. Hey, rock stars. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to make sure you don't ever miss an episode. And if you're interested in having Brant or me or both of us speak at your event, we're exclusively represented by Kepler Speakers, the industry's leading resource for booking conference keynotes. To start your unforgettable experience, go to KeplerSpeakers.com. Until next time, rock, rock on. on! You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.